Welcome, everybody, to the Believe in the Colorado Buffaloes podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Brian Howell, the CU Buffs beat writer for the Boulder Daily Camera and BuffZone.com. I'm grateful for all of you that have listened so far. Uh, the support's been great, and uh, I welcome all of you just discovering the podcast. Um, we're going to have some great coverage of the Buffs throughout this season. As I do this episode, uh, the Buffs are only about a week and a half away from the September 2nd opener against TCU at Folsom Field. Um, hard to believe that it's uh, coming up that quickly, but um, it's here. You know, the Buffs, uh, you know, uh, game day is approaching. It'll be game prep week here before we know it. But uh, And with that, CU does not have an official depth chart yet. But in this episode, I'm going to go through the roster and uh, project how I think the depth chart will look going into the opener against the Horn Frogs um, here coming up soon. Uh, so the latest I saw, the Buffs are an 11-point underdog in this game, which is a bit surprising to me given that uh, TCU has been has not been a great team in recent years. They've been decent, but not a great team. Um, and they're breaking in a new coach, and then the fact the game's in Boulder. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, a little bit surprised by that spread, but something to chew on with that is that uh, the last two times that the Buffs were a double-digit underdog at home, they actually won the game outright. That was last year. They were 11-point underdogs against Oregon State and won that game 37-34 in overtime, uh, which was a pretty uh, pretty fantastic game, actually. And uh, Buffs won that one <clears throat> last year at Folsom. And then 2019, they were 14-point underdogs against Washington late in the season and won that game 20-14. to So um, if you're a betting man, you know, the uh, – or girl, <laughs> the uh, last two times the Buffs were double-digit dogs at home, they won. And right before that, uh, a couple weeks before that Washington game, they were a 12-point underdog against USC and uh, only lost by four, 35-31. So at least in recent years, there haven't, hasn't been a whole lot of examples, but the Buffs have done pretty well uh, when they're double-digit dogs at home. Um I'll get into more game prediction next week, but I like their chances against TCU on a Friday night at home. But before we dissect the roster, this podcast is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. So the Buffaloes uh, don't have a depth chart, like I said, uh, but luckily we've been able to watch a couple of uh, scrimmages this this uh, this month. The last two Saturdays, Coach Carl Terrell um, has invited uh, the media, including uh, myself, has been in that little group um, to come watch a couple of the scrimmages, and I'm grateful for that. You know, that was a big thing for him to do that. You know, originally we were not going to get a chance to watch any of those things, but. Uh, he changed his mind and uh, let us go in there and, and watch a couple of those scrimmages and uh, with a little with some rules there we can't uh, really report on or talk about 
scheme or, you know, injuries we've seen or anything like that. And <clears throat> just certain things we're not allowed to talk about, which, which is fine. I mean, I'll trade that for uh, being able to watch the team and get a better handle on it uh, rather than just, you know, basing everything that we're talking about on what we're told. You know, Tad Boyle, the Buffs basketball coach, has sort of had that rule for a long time. Um, he allows the media to come watch practice with uh, with some rules that you don't report on uh, some of those things you see in practice. So um, I like the trade-off, and I'm grateful for that. So thank you, and uh, shout-out to Carl Durrell for allowing that to happen. So <clears throat> let's go through the roster, and uh, I'm going to project the depth chart here. And uh, we'll, we'll start at quarterback, obviously. Now we're going to start on offense, and we'll start with quarterback. That's the one that everybody wants to know about. Uh, who's going to start at quarterback for this team? I don't know. It looks to me pretty even, and from people I talk to, it's pretty even. I talked to someone recently uh, who said that you know two weeks ago they would have said it's JT Shroud for sure, uh, and then the next week after that, Brendan Lewis had a really good week and uh, seemed to kind of you know close the gap or even you know move ahead in that competition. Um, I did ask that person, I said, so do you think it's truly neck and neck, like they say? And, and he said, absolutely. So, uh, you know, sometimes we see these things and uh, they tell us it's neck and neck. And uh, it may not really be that way, but I think this one truly is neck and neck. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure that the coaches have made a decision yet. If they have, they certainly haven't told anybody. Um, but at this point, uh, you know, I, I've I've projected this all along. I'm going to stick with it. Um, I think the starting quarterback is going to be J.T. Shrapp, the uh, junior transfer from Tennessee, came in last year, injured his ACL during fall camp, uh, and missed the entire 2021 season. Uh, you know, People told me that some people that saw practice thought that he was going to be the guy before he got injured. Um, ends up getting injured. Brennan Lewis plays. As we know, Brennan started all 12 games last year um, with mixed results, you know, and depending on how you, how you want to look at it, um, he struggled. You know, he he did protect the ball, only three interceptions all year, which in 12 games is, you know, a pretty good number, but only through 10 touchdowns. And, you know, CU obviously was one of the worst offenses in the country. So that's not all on him. You know, the offensive line was not great. And uh, actually, they struggled quite a bit. And he was running for his life most of the season. So I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily – that's Brendan Lewis. I mean, he was a freshman playing behind a bad line, and he struggled. Um, I think he can get better. Um, everything I've heard is that uh, you know he has gotten better. Uh, when I've seen it, I've seen some of the same things uh, as we saw last year, but I've seen a better player as well. I think he's more confident, and uh, I think that he's a gamer as well. I think that he's one of those kids that is going to look better in games than he will in practice sometimes. And so uh, I still think that he could win the job and I, I think that's not necessarily a bad thing if he does win it. I think that if he wins it, it's because he's a better version of himself than he was last year. But at this point, I'm going to go JT Shroud number one, Brendan Lewis number two. As for that number three spot, um, Owen McCown's been getting a lot of uh, attention lately. The true freshman, uh, his father played in the NFL for about 400 years, uh, you, know, you know, really about 18. Um, all of Owen's life, pretty much, uh, he's, you know, his dad's been a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's still pretty small, though, and I, I don't see him, you know, being that high on the depth chart yet, just because, you know, I think he's still got some physical development to do. But, but man, that kid throws a good ball, and uh, he's got a little moxie back there. Um, he's definitely in the competition for number three. 
I think right now it's still going to be Drew Carter, the true sophomore who was the, the, the top backup last year. Uh, when I've seen him, I think Drew's looked fairly decent and uh, you know looks like a better quarterback than last year. Um, so I think he's going to be number three. I would put Owen McCown number four, and then Maddox Cop at number five, the, the uh, Houston transfer. So uh, that, to me, is the quarterback depth chart going into this season. Running back. Um, I think this one's pretty obvious. Alex Fontenot um, is at the top there. The, the six-year senior led this team in rushing in 2019, and uh, you know he's back from an injury that took out his 2020 season, and uh, he was a, a backup to Jarek Broussard last year with Jarek moving on uh, to Michigan State. The bus need a new starter. I think it's going to be Alex, and uh, I think that's, you know, I don't think anybody's uh, kind of gone off of that um, throughout this offseason. Um, number two, Deion Smith, the junior, also missed the 2020 season with an injury, played a backup role last year. I think those are the top two. Now, there's only five scholarship running backs. One of them is a true freshman, uh, or two of them are true freshmen, but one of them, um, Anthony Hankerson, has been out a little bit in fall camp. So uh, I hear really good things about him, uh, but um, he's been out a little bit, so I don't put him, you know, up there right now. I think I've got to see a little bit more out of him. But <clears throat> I would go Alex Fontenot, one, Deion Smith, two, and Jaylee Stacks, uh, the 30-year the sophomore from Cherry Creek. Um, he's been playing pretty well throughout this camp. Um, I think he's number three. Number four would be interesting because the guy who gets a lot of attention um, is Charlie Offerdahl. He's the walk-on that keeps showing up every time we get to have an open practice. And people talk about him all the time. He's going to make plays. Coaches say he's going to have a role. And I see that. He looks pretty good. I still put him right now behind Victor Venn, the other true freshman. And the reason why I say that is because I think Victor's got a unique skill set. I think he's uh, kind of that home run hitter type, that uh, a change of pace back. You can put him in there, um, dump off a little screen pass to him, and he could go all day. Um, so I think he's number four. I put Charlie Offered all number five, the walk-on, and uh, Hankerson probably six, but would not be surprised to see him climb up uh, that ladder a bit throughout the season. All right, moving on to receiver. This is another one that's interesting because, you know, there's just not a lot of experience back uh, from last year. And, you know, obviously they lost a lot of, uh, a lot of talent to the transfer portal and, uh, you know, that's, that's depleted them a little bit. So there's not a whole lot. I'm going to break this into, <clears throat> excuse me, wide receiver and slot receiver. So um, the, the two wideout spots, you know, I think Daniel Arias and Montana Lamonius Craig wind up as the starters on the outside. Uh, Daniel Arias is a senior, um, had his best year last year, still only uh, 28 career catches, had 19 of them last year, but he's had a pretty good offseason. I think he puts it together again. He, he started all last year. Um, and I think he starts again this year. Montana Lamonius Craig, uh, very popular you know, player on this team, a uh, third-year sophomore. Uh, only only had 10 catches last year, but nobody had big stats. Uh, I think he's put it together. I think he's going to be you know a really key player for this team this year. So I put Daniel and Montana as the starters there on the outside. Uh, that second group, I think Maurice Bell, uh, the senior Coming off an injury, he tore his Achilles last year, missed all last year. He's looked pretty good when I've seen him. Um, I think he's in that in that uh, second team role, and uh, I'm going to put Jordan Tyson, the true freshman, up there uh, with him um, as kind of my number four receiver. Um, he's had a really good camp. He's obviously been mentioned quite a bit. We've talked about him on this podcast 
keeps getting mentioned, so I put him there. Number five, I'm going to go Ty Robinson, the true sophomore, who uh, you know made a splash last year and uh, you know flashes skills a little bit. He's healthy, ready to go. I put him at number five. <clears throat> now, number six is an interesting one because you know here's a guy. We talk about Charlie Offord, all being a walk on. Another walk on that I hear about all the time as being a legit player for this team is Jack Hestera. Um, his uncle was a uh, was a big all big eight tight end back here in the eighties uh, at CU. His father was on the nineteen ninety championship team, and uh, you know Jack just keeps showing up and making plays. Uh, I think he has a role on this team, and you know he's not going to catch you know thirty forty passes, but I think he has a role. Um, so I put him at number six um, at the uh, wide receiver spot. So we'll see there. Slot receiver. I'm going to go R.J. Sneed, the transfer from Baylor. Finally getting back to practice this week. He was injured in that spring showcase back in April and uh, has really spent the offseason you know, rehabbing that. But uh, started doing some individual work here the last few days. Um, receivers, a position that you can get back acclimated too quickly. Plus, he's a veteran. Um, I see him as the starting slot receiver. Number two, Chase Penry, uh, the true sophomore from Cherry Creek. Um, he flashed last year as well. I, I really love his game, but I and he's going to have a role here. And I, I have him number two behind R.J. Sneed in the slot. Number three, and I hope this guy stays healthy, uh, one of the best guys on this team, uh, but he's just been uh, dealt with so many injuries throughout his, his career. Uh, but Jalen Jackson, I put it at number three. So I think he has a pretty key role uh, on this team if he can stay healthy. All right, let's move on. Sticking with offense, uh, tight end. And this one's pretty obvious as well. You know, the leader of this group is the senior Brady Russell. Uh, you know, six-year senior. He led this team in receiving last year. He's going to have an even bigger role this year, I think. Um, to me, he's one of the keys to this offense, and, and he's got to play well. I think he's going to have a huge role. Now, he's the obvious starter because behind him is all of those freshmen that have no experience. So, where do we rank them? Uh, that's the tough one because I don't know exactly how the coaches view these guys. I think some of these guys are pretty close. Um, I'm going to give the edge uh, for that number two spot to Caleb Fourier. Uh, he's had a pretty good offseason. He's dealt with some injury stuff. But it looks like he's uh, getting back in the groove. I have him at number two. Number three is Eric Olson, the uh, former four-star recruit from Heritage High School. Came in a year ago, and uh, it, he looks the part for sure. And He's had a pretty good camp as well. I have him at number three. I think beyond that, once they get beyond the top three, if there's some injuries, I think they're in a little bit of trouble. There's not a whole lot of depth um, really after Brady, but uh, especially after those top three. And it's not really a knock on those guys as far as they can't play. It's just I don't think that they're totally ready yet. But I'm going to go number four, Austin Smith, the true sophomore, who's still learning the position. You know, He's still got some work to do to learn this position, but he's got a unique skill set. I think the Buffs will find a way to utilize that somehow. So um, I put him at the number four spot uh, at tight end. So, all right, let's go to offensive line. And this one's interesting because there's been some injury issues with this team, you know, throughout preseason camp, uh, starting with Tommy Brown, the Alabama transfer who, like R.J. Sneed, is just getting back to practice this week. I think it's going to be harder for him to be in game shape than it will be R.J. Sneed. Uh, but I'm going to put Tommy Brown in my projected starting lineup here. Um, 
going back to the spring, we would have said uh, Tommy on the left side with Jake Wiley because Jake Wiley is a returning starter at left tackle. Um, Frank Phillip, Casey Roddick are the returning starters on the right side. But in the two scrimmages that we've seen uh, this month, it's been Frank Phillip at the left tackle spot, Casey Roddick at left guard. And a part of that is the necessity with Tommy Brown being out. I'm going to go with them as the starters on the left side just because they've been doing it. And I think that uh, I'm not sure the Buffs are going to switch sides with those guys after they've been doing it throughout throughout camp. So I'm going to go. I could be wrong, uh, but the starting group is going to be the same either way. But I do think it'll be Frank and Casey um, on the left side. Uh, right side, Tommy Brown and Jake Wiley, in my opinion, are the starters. And then at center spot, Noah Fenske. And he's been battling with Austin Johnson, and Austin's been playing a lot of guard with Tommy Brown out. I think that probably helps Noah in this competition and that he's gotten a lot of the first-team center reps. So I'm going to go with him as the starter there. As for backups, I'm not going to go straight you know, backups at each position. I'm just going to go sort of uh, position group. Um, I think the top backup at center is Austin Johnson, of course. Uh, and then Van Wells, the true freshman, has had a pretty good camp. Um, I see him as that number three center. At guard, Austin Johnson. And basically, Austin's your number six offensive lineman, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a guy that can fill in or start uh, at any one of those interior spots. So I see him as that number three guard. Alex Harkey, the Juco transfer at four. Then Luke Eckhart, the uh, Arizona transfer. I see him potentially having a role. He's taken a lot of second-team reps here throughout camp. At tackle, not a ton of depth, but I, th- I think Jared Christian Lichtenhan, Tank, uh, the six-foot-nine uh, guy for for the Buffs, is uh, is going to be that number three tackle. Um, and then Travis Gray, the true freshman, just totally looks the part, and I think he's going to be a really good player. But he's a true freshman right now. And I think they'd like to try to, you know, redshirt him if they can and, uh, you know, limit what he does this season. So I think he's probably that number four guy. They keep saying Casey Roddick can play tackle as well. So I think if they get into some issues with injuries, I could actually see them going to Casey Roddick at a tackle spot before a Travis Gray and then moving Austin Johnson into a guard spot. So I think they do something like that. All right, so that wraps up. The offense. I'm going to get a drink of water here real quick. All right. So that's our offense or the Buffs offense and uh, how I see that one shaking out. Let's go to the defense. And uh, the Buffs obviously you know, going to more of a 4-3 alignment uh, as far as a base defense this year. So let's start at defensive tackle. Uh, be a couple of those on the field in that base alignment. That's where I'm projecting the starters is this base defense okay um they're gonna they're gonna move things around they're gonna have different fronts and uh it's gonna look different depending on who they're playing uh i don't know what they're gonna do as far as like tcu matching up their personnel so i'm just projecting a straight you know four three here's what it looks like so defensive tackle i think those top two jalen sami naeem rodman and those are probably pretty clear um those are two guys that started last year they were the top two um, interior defensive guys coming back. You know, Mustafa Johnson was the other one uh, last year, but he's moved on. So I think Jalen and Naeem are those top two guys. <clears throat> Beyond that, uh, Janaz Jordan is a senior that's got some starting experience, and he's going to be heavy in that rotation as well. Justin Jackson uh, is, to me, that number four guy. He's a senior that's been around a little, little while here, 
former Juco transfer that uh, I think is getting better, and his name keeps coming up. He's going to be in that rotation as well. They keep talking about a lot of depth in the rotation up front, uh, but history doesn't show they play a ton of guys in the defensive line. The, the rotation is not that deep if there's not injuries. I think if those guys stay healthy, I think it's pretty much a four-man rotation. But I do think the fifth guy is probably Tyus Martin. Um, he's a redshirt freshman. He's had the back injury in the past, but uh, he's had a pretty good camp. I think he's probably that number five guy. As far as defensive end, so there's going to be kind of a defensive end and an outside linebacker. So that's the, the front four, um, along with those tackles. Defensive end, there's really three guys, and to me really two, as long as they stay healthy. Um, Terrence Lang is the obvious one. He'll be the starter. He's a returning starter, and uh, he's a guy that you know certainly looks the part. I mean, he's got one of the best NFL bodies on this team. Uh, if he has a monster year, that's an NFL player. They need him to have a monster year. He's the top uh, guy at defensive end. Number two, Chance Main, the uh, transfer from Incarnate Word uh, coming in. He's got one year to play. And uh, I think Chance is, you know, from what I've heard, had a really good offseason starting in the spring and into fall camp. Um, had a little bit of, uh, you know, injury stuff come up re- uh, recently, but it's nothing uh, that should keep him out long term. Uh, and Chance, uh, I have as that number two guy. If they get to a number three, uh, I think it'll be Ryan Williams, the uh, redshirt freshman we heard a lot about last year. Coach Durrell and uh, you know former linebacker Nate Lamon both raved about Ryan Williams last year. Sounds like uh, you know he's having a decent camp, and uh, I see him, you know, maybe is that number three spot at defensive end, outside linebacker. the The top one is Guy Thomas, and I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, the sixth year senior was having a phenomenal year last year before the foot injury took him out for the final five games of the season. And uh, he's back and healthy and uh, told me, you know, he's got goals of uh, leading this team in sacks. And uh, I think the Buffs would love it, especially if those sack totals were near double digits. Uh, but he's certainly got the ability to lead this team uh, in sacks. Now, behind him, there could go they could go a number of different ways. And there's, there's some guys that are pretty close here. Um I'm going to go Jamar Montgomery, that number two spotted outside linebacker. He's another senior. He's a guy that uh, has played a little bit throughout throughout his career. It sounds like he's kind of put it together. He's having his best uh, preseason camp with the Buffs. And uh, I'm going to go with him for the experience factor at number two. But it very well could be the guy who I have number three, Alvin Williams. And he came on, you know, throughout the spring. I mean, he was phenomenal in the spring. And uh, he's kind of carried it through into the fall. Um, had a little bit of bumps early in fall camp, but it looks like he's kind of gotten back uh, to his groove a little bit. Uh, he's going to have a role here, and I think that those are probably the top three. Uh, and the, But number four, and this is a guy, I think two, three, and four are pretty similar. Uh, number four is Devin Grant, and he, is the, uh, he was a freshman last year that came on the very end of the season. He flashed in that Utah game, and uh, he could very well have a role. Um, and be even higher on this list. But those are four guys that I think they're pretty deep there. I mean, I think that if they – there's not a lot of places on this team that I feel like if you get down to the third and fourth spot, that they're in good shape. I think the Buffs are in good shape even at three and four um, here at outside linebacker. So we'll see how that shakes out. Inside linebacker. Now, I'm going to go – I'm going to lump the three. I know that there's, you know, the Sam, the Will, the Mike. Uh, I'm not going to break it down, you know, that detail – I'm just going to go who I think is going to be the top three of the second three. 
Okay. Um, Josh Chandler, to me, though, to me, is the number one linebacker on this team. He's the transfer from West Virginia, the senior, led West Virginia in tackles a year ago. And uh, I've seen him make some fantastic plays uh, in, the, in the last couple of scrimmages. That's the top playmaker, I think. I think that guy leads this team in tackles. So I think he's the number one inside linebacker. Number two, I've got Quinn Perry. And I know Buff fans were a little bit down on him. Uh, you know, kind of the speed thing. Doesn't look like he has the speed to go side to side, things like that. He has had a fantastic camp. He gets mentioned to me so often by other players as a guy that's really stepped up. And even Josh Chandler Samito, when I talked to him earlier this week, said he's just tremendously impressed with Quinn Perry and the camp that he's had. So I think those two are those top two linebackers. And, and Robert Barnes is going to be right there with him. You know, he's the transfer from Oklahoma a year ago. Um, really came on towards the end of the season last year. I think he picks up where he left off. Um, and I think he's going to be a very key player on this team. Those are the three starters. Um, beyond that, you don't have a lot of experience, but they have some guys that they really like how they're playing. And the top one to me, and th- this could be up for debate, but I think number four right now is, is Owen Carey. And he's a true freshman, originally uh, signed as an outside linebacker, but he's really come on as an inside linebacker in the spring because they were just way down in depth uh, in the spring. They moved him to inside and uh, he's been very impressive. A lot of his teammates have mentioned him to me that uh, you know he's just been really tremendous, uh, you know, for this team as far as a young player and kind of a leader as well. And so he stepped up in that role. Uh, Mr. Williams uh, is a guy that's been around a couple of years. He's battled some injuries, but uh, he's had a pretty good camp. Made a couple of really nice plays in the scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, he might be that number five spot, but I'm going to have Marvin Ham the second at the number six spot. But he should be higher than this. Um, he's, he's been dealing with some injury stuff. I don't know where he's at physically. That's why I'm going to put him down there. But he's in, he's in that second team unit to me. Uh, very well could be that number four guy. He's a veteran. Been around here a while. Hasn't played a ton. But, uh, you know, to me, those four, five, and six guys, Owen, Mr., and Marvin, they could probably be interchangeable. But that's that second group to me. Um, another one to watch out for who I guess he'd be number seven, would be Isaac Hurtado, the Juco transfer. They've mentioned, the coaches have mentioned him a little bit and uh, how he's uh, you know had a pretty good offseason. So um, I don't see him in that top six, but he very well could be. And if he keeps getting better throughout the season, uh, watch out for Isaac Hurtado. I'm not sure they get past you know four or five linebackers uh, as long as there's, you know all this stuff we talk about is as long as they stay healthy, right? I don't think they get past probably four or five linebackers so I'm not sure how much Isaac gets on the field this year, but he's a guy that they really like and has had a pretty good offseason. All right, in the secondary, we know that they lost three-fourths of that starting group from last year to the transfer portals. They've got a lot of holes to fill here. Cornerback, um, the number one cornerback to me, uh, and it's probably pretty obvious, is Nico Reed, the, uh, the true sophomore who got his feet wet last year and really came on and, and flashed. And you know, we all remember his kickoff return as well, uh, but he's been that number one corner. And Rod Chance, the cornerback's coach, told us recently that he thought Kalen Moore had a better spring. But And with that, he challenged Nico, and Nico's really responded this fall. I think Nico's that number one corner, but I think Kalen Moore is number two. I think those are your two starters right there. Uh, both of them are true sophomores. It's a little bit scary to go with uh, that kind of youth, um, 
at cornerback coming into the season, but frankly, those are the old guys in the group because behind them, um, I've got a bunch of true freshmen, and that's really all they've got at corner. They've also got Nigel Bethel, who's been you know out all all camp as he battles back from an injury he suffered last year. But there's really not a whole lot of experience at corner. So you've got Nico and Kalen to me at those top two spots. I've said this with a couple other positions as well, but beyond that, these guys are probably interchangeable. But based on what I see in here right now, I'm going to go that number three corner, Joshua Wiggins, the true freshman. He's had a pretty good offseason. Uh, I really like the, the confidence he plays with. I see him as that number three spot um, if he's healthy. Number four, Keyshawn Mills. A little bit bigger corner. They love his size, and uh, he's had a pretty good camp. And number five, I got Jason Miller, and they really like the way he's played as well. And so I think any one of those guys could come in, and you, there's probably not a whole lot of difference. But I think we'll probably see all of them at some point throughout the season. Uh, I think the Buffs would love it if Nico and Kalen stay healthy, and they can lean on those two. But I think we'll see those true freshmen uh, throughout the season as well. Uh, Nickelback, before we go to safety. Um, Nickelback, because uh, that's some corners and safeties, but Tyron Taylor's that number one guy right now. And he w- he played some corner, played some safety last year, played some nickel. He's that nickelback slash star, uh, and he-, he looks pretty good to me. He made a couple open field tackles on Saturday that uh, were impressive. I like the way he plays. Uh, that's your number one nickelback, in my opinion. Um, when healthy, which he hasn't been yet, but I think when healthy – that number two nickelback is going to be Nigel Bethel. Um, he had a really good season last year before he got injured and was playing in that number three corner role in that nickel spot. I think he gets back in that spot and thrives when he's healthy. But, again, he's not right now, so we'll see you know, how he fits in and when he gets back. So with that, I got number three and probably right now number two is Jeremy Mack, the junior college transfer, um, listed as a safety, kind of on the smaller side. But what we've seen him play in that nickelback role, and uh, he's probably number two right now behind Tyron Taylor, but I think Nigel Bethel over, overtakes him at some point when he's healthy. At safety, uh, Isaiah Lewis is the clear number one there. He's the the only uh, veteran in that group uh, that's that's played a lot. And so Isaiah is a returning starter. He leads that safety group. The other one is obviously you know, someone that we're concerned about at this point, Trevor Woods. Um, he's been injured and, and not played much in camp. Um, I love his potential. He's got all-conference potential, in my opinion, the true sophomore. They need him healthy. And if he's healthy, he's going to be that other starter besides Isaiah Lewis, I think. So it's those two guys. And beyond that, you know, the Buffs talk about they're not too concerned about that safety depth, but I think it's a concern. You know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of experience there, and I worry about uh, that spot if the Buffs have to get beyond Isaiah Lewis and Trevor Woods. Um, I'm going to put at number three right now, Jalen Stryker. And that's a veteran. Uh, He's now in his third year at CU, and he's not played a single defensive snap yet. And so, and and he's been a corner. So this is why we're talking about the the concern of the depth at safety, is that to me, number three is a guy that hasn't played yet um, in two years at CU on defense, and he's been a corner. So, um with that, though, he's had a pretty good fall camp, and he's looked pretty good when I've been able to see him. So I think that he's a better fit at safety. Uh, I think he'll get on the field this year. But to me, that's your number three guy. Number four is a guy, to me, and this is another one of those spots that I think you could probably interchange some of these guys. But to me, number four is Anthony Lyle. 
the former walk-on, former as of about a week ago, uh, Carl Durrell put him on scholarship. Special teams ace for this team. He's been playing a lot of uh, second-team snaps at safety uh, with some injuries and things like that. But I've got him at that number four spot at safety for the Buffs. Number five is a guy I really like. He's been my favorite guy in this 2022 class, Dylan Dixon. I think he's got a, a really good future on this team. Uh, but as a true freshman, I think he's you know maybe got some acclimating to do before he gets a uh, you know a, a bigger role on this team. So I guess I put him as a third team type of guy. But I definitely see him as someone that can push his way um, higher on this list and, and get on the field throughout the season. And number six, I've got Jordan Wolverton, the walk on uh, from Durango, former quarterback who just keeps showing up and making plays uh, for this team when when we get a chance to see him. Um, they love his game and they love the way he's he's transitioned from quarterback. He played defense in high school as well, um, and I think he finds a way, you know, to get in that depth chart and to be you know one of the top safeties on this team. Now, again, you know, throughout history, when guys are healthy, they don't really play beyond you know maybe three safeties. So a lot of these guys we're talking about, you may not see them, and you know, you really. There's no knock on them, but you hope you don't see them because that means the Buffs are healthy. And uh, you know, but if they do, I think that you know Jordan is a guy that uh, that they like, and so we'll see you know what happens there. As for the specialists, that's pretty cut and dry. Uh, Cole Becker's your kicker. Uh, Cristiano Palazzo is a newcomer um, that uh, is probably that number two guy. If anything happens to Cole Becker, we saw him kick on Saturday. He looks pretty good. Um, a little guy, uh, but transferred from from Oregon. And uh, but Cole Becker, he's gonna be the guy. He's one of the best kickers in the Pac-12. I think I don't think people know of him quite yet, but uh, they're going to, in my opinion. I think Cole Becker, one of the best kickers in the tight end at punter, or one of the best kickers in the Pac-12. Um, at punter, you got Ashton Logan, the true freshman. That's gonna be a little bit of an adventure. I think. I think he's gonna have some ups and downs um, as he adjusts uh, to college punting, and you know, I'm not sure what his consistency is gonna be like. But that's the scholarship punter, and that's going to be your guy there. Noah Hubbard could be that number two guy if they need it. Um, at snapper, Derek Bedell, he handled the role last year. I think he's going to do it again this year. But you got Cameron Warchuk, who's a pretty good snapper as well, and uh, and he's kind of right behind him. And uh, if they need it, I think Cameron could play, could step in and play um, and do a pretty good job as well. So that's a roster. I even went through specialists for you. Um, that's, to me, the projected depth chart of this team. We'll see. When an actual one uh, comes out here soon, I might be way off on some of these spots, but that's how I see it. You know, at this point, based on what I've observed uh, in the couple of scrimmages we've seen, based on what I've heard from people I've talked to, uh, so we'll see how it all plays out. But that's a wrap on this episode. I'm Brian Howell, the Buffs beat writer for the Boulder Daily Camera and Buff Zone. Check out my coverage there as well, and uh, you know, thanks for tuning in to the Believe in the Colorado Buffs podcast presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network.